welcome to The Divine Style with Jalinda Stella, personal stylist and spiritual mentor, and Alison Maiden, psychic medium and metaphysical teacher. Each episode, we share spiritual lessons to cultivate self-love and self-expression so you can become the best version of you. We're sorry we've had a bit of a break. It's been a pretty full-on year. Well, you just keep moving. I do. <laughs> I have, I've moved three times already. <laughs> You're about to move I'm about as well. To move. Everybody's moving. Yeah, it's been a, a tumultuous start to the year. So, and and it is, it is, isn't it? I mean, this is what we're talking about: is is all the changes that are going to be happening, etc. But we're going to do some fun stuff. I think these these next few podcasts. I think we need to inject a bit of fun and and maybe some laughter into it. Hopefully, yes. for people. Even though today's topic is doesn't always sound fun, but we are going to try and make it seem a little bit more. I don't know. Funny. We'll try and make light of maybe what could be a bad situation. Yeah. So today's topic <laughs> is when your time's up, it's up. So many funny stories about this. It's it's coming from a point of view where you know that there's life after death and that you know that people are fine on the other side. And if they're not, then they'll get sorted out or helped. Um, just to to move into this, this really, um, I suppose... Uh, a lot of people don't like talking about death. Right? No, it's a controversial kind of subject. So uh, we just thought we'd, we'd make a little bit sort of lightheartedness about it in, in saying that you know there's been some really unusual ways people go out the door. Yes, and I think that's how we got started on this—that we were having a discussion <laughs> because you're a paramedic for so many years, yes. and you've told me some of these ways, and, and I and I literally said the phrase, "When your time's up, it's up," isn't it? Because yeah. they're so uncanny. Yeah, yeah. And there's been multiple stories about this, you know, around the world, and I've I've sort of had a look at a few of them, and uh, and one of the things that really stuck out to me was if if fate or, 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 or the angel of death, Asriel, Asriel, the angel of death, doesn't get you in one way or if it's, it's your time, then something else will come along and get you I know, And it does sound bad, we're laughing. And we're, but it, it is one of those things that you think, you know, I say to my dad, we go walking and I'm always a little bit nervous about a tree falling because you think you'd have to be so unlucky oh, for yes. a tree to, or a branch to fall just at the moment you walk past. Happened to a lady in Adelaide. That was, I, don't, I think that was only a couple of years ago. Yes, and we also point out, no one deserves this. Oh my gosh, This is no, nothing about, no, you, no. You, you know, a karmic thing getting taken out. It's just saying that, you know, your time on earth is done at this point in this lifetime. Well, from the spirits I've spoken to, and certainly my guides, they talk about um, how we all choose the way we, we go out the door. Uh, and it is part of our karmic path to choose the way we, we pass. So um, if people do pass in an accident at a certain age, you know, we say it is their time, okay? It's yes. their time. Um, suicides is different mm. um, because it's a chosen thing. They've chosen to do that. Um, but even saying that, um, I actually had a reading myself once with a reader and two years before the event, she predicted a friend's son. Oh. Um, passing um, only she saw it as a passing but in actual fact he did suicide so in, in saying that there will be links in, in um, the description about seeking help if anyone is feeling suicidal or depressed and to reach out and get help but it's such an interesting subject when you start looking about why it happens and where it happens and how it happens and I mean we all want 
you know, a, a quiet passing. We don't want to have to suffer or... I think that's the thing, you know. I mean, I'm not scared of death at all. Not no, at all. I'm not either. Um, but I I suppose we are all a little bit kind of curious as to the way we're going to go out the door. And uh, and so as a, as a paramedic, you're quite right. I did see some incredible things. I saw things where you would think that person... There's no way they could have survive that and yet there they are they're standing there without a scratch yes it works both ways as well doesn't it that yeah it's not one or the other it's sometimes people survive these incredible experiences that you think surely they're going to be taken out in that moment i mean i've seen cars where you you see the photos of the cars and they've been crushed and then the people have walked out somehow yes yeah it's it's definitely divine intervention and and so you know if your number's not up (laughs) it's not up (laughs) it's not up um but there was a really famous one about a lady in uh, new York City and you know how busy New York City is and um, this poor woman I mean she came she's a I think she might have been a lawyer or or definitely someone who was very busy and you know in the whole scheme of things always in a rush Um, and she stepped between two cars in New York and one of the cars backed up oh onto her just at that moment just at the moment that she stepped between the two cars it backed up only that didn't didn't kill her um, so um, the the guys, you know, that were watching it have a screaming at the guy in the car and he, he managed to sort of, you know, pull off and she'd had minor damage sort of to her legs only to step back into the road and get taken out by a bus. Oh, dear. So it's like, how how do you explain this? Mm. If, if one impact didn't get you, then another one, another one did. So, and then when we go through the, the house and the whys of those sorts of things, the people that are actually involved in this, this is all karmic. This is like, you know, the people that have actually had um, a, a part to play. Yes. Oh, you mean the people surrounding the actual incident as well. And I think, and I do want to backtrack slightly because when I said it's not karma, I meant it's not like these people have done something bad and deserved it. (gasps) And that's, I guess I wanted to make that clear. But yes, yes, there is definitely karma involved as a whole. Involved in how it, yeah. And if we choose the way we go out, well, some some of the things I've seen, uh, you know, like I actually saw a lady once that had um, a pen in the back of I think I've told you about this yes one. this was the one this that shocked bizarre. me a lot this was bizarre so there was a pen in the parcel shelf of the car and now we're talking a long time a parcel ago. shelf you need right. to help people with that description <laughs> what's a parcel shelf oh my god I'm showing sure age badly today <laughs> so in the back of the car in the window there's like um an area where, where people put their hats back in the day where people put their hats okay in the volvo drivers <laughs> with their bowling hats where the people put their hats uh, no there's a, sh- a shelf in the back of of the uh the, the sedan okay okay where the back window goes down so behind the seats there's sort of like a little shelf and uh, it was uh, not a good place to store things, clearly, because, you know, um, in an, an accident, for instance, it becomes a projectile in, right. in the car and can be quite dangerous. Yep. So, um, Good morning. This is also a great um, helpful <laughs> show. <laughs> don't put things on your parcel shelf. <laughs> that's, that's if they still exist. I don't know if they still exist. But in, in, the, in the scheme of things, you know, when you're looking at it logically, you go, yeah, I mean, if you put something behind you, high enough mm. level with your head and you suddenly come to a grinding stop it's gonna fly right but this was crazy because it wasn't like a big object it was literally a ballpoint pen 
So how fast? Like you got, see, I know that now I'm starting to try to think of logistics of how fast that pen would have had to have gone. It to was it was over 100 k's. Death. I can tell you that, and it, it actually came it came through um, the uh, the hole in the, the chair design. There was a hole in the headrest. Oh, which a lot of a lot of cars still have that. I think that that's still cars modern. Have that. That's still modern. <laughs> like I'm 100 years old. I'm teasing. <laughs> anyway, it came through and it went into the back of her 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 head. And uh, did cause death, yeah, amongst other injuries. But it was. It, but she you, may she may have survived. She may accident. have survived that, but the other injuries got. Her. But you know, it's just crazy when you think about it. That it's, you know, someone arrives at the accident scene and sees this pen stuck in the back of someone's head. You'd think that somebody actually did it, wouldn't you? Yes. But it was a, a part of the the accident. Uh, and another one that I went to with the um, uh, the the car was actually impaled on. Um, you, I don't know if you have them here in Queensland, but in South Australia, they have the guardrails that go around, um, they're not metal guardrails that go around the corners of things to stop you from going over the edge and that. Yes. Yeah, so, so. Well, this car had impacted itself on one of those. So it, we had, the guardrail went straight through the car into the engine block, pushed the engine block into the, the passenger side of the vehicle, but sort of half on the driver's side as well. And so there was a space about this wide and we got to the car and I looked inside and I couldn't see anyone and I'm thinking, there's no way, there's, the engine's actually sitting right into so the So you're cabin. talking like a, a half a foot of space, right, that this person... And this guy came and he stood next to me and goes, it was pretty miraculous I got out of there. <gasps> and I'm like, oh my gosh. At that know? point did you think it was a ghost? <laughs> Good point. I actually yes. did double check. Pinched him, poked him. No, I did. I did actually think, is this a voice or yeah? But no, he was real. He was still embodied and had just had a couple of scratches. That's incredible. Yeah, and there was several sort of stories like that. But I, I really feel like this is purposeful when we start to look at the bigger scheme of things and and do we have a choice as to when we go out the door? You know, is it something that we actually choose to do before we come? Are there several windows of opportunity for this? How many times have you heard of people having close calls? Yes, or near-death experiences, which we will talk about in the following podcast. Yeah. It is. It's incredible having close calls. And even myself, in you know, when you just turn at that very moment and you miss having an accident or, or you go a different way home and then discover there was an accident on that, that way. I mean, cars obviously are uh, notorious for dramatic you know accidents and things like that so when I think of those things or people when they've gone to get on planes and the planes have crashed all those moments of like you said divine intervention it's Mm. really incredible to be grateful for those moments that maybe we're still here well I actually think through my own experience and through things I've also read um, about preordained or pre-arranged passings you know this has been for years now that I've actually looked at this because you can actually see someone's aura mm. when you're psychic. You can see their energy field around them. And there's been a couple of times I've picked up on illness with people because I've actually seen it in their aura. Um, the aura gets quite grey or an olivey green kind of colour, particularly when there's cancer present in someone's body. And a healthy aura is obviously a bright, nice, bright. clean, yeah. clear colour. So there's a story about a famous psychic in... Um, uh, New York City. New York's pretty big for this sort of stuff, obviously. Um, she was living in a very, very tall building, um, several stories up. She was on the top floor. 
and the lift had obviously been going up to the top floor and had been collecting people as it went. This is back in the 1930s, I believe. Old fashioned, you know, the guy that used to stand at the lift and let people in. Anyway, she, um, the door finally opened for her and she's looking at these people in the lift and they didn't have any auras. Uh-oh. They were all black. And she looked and she was so shocked at what she saw, she didn't get in the lift, but she didn't say anything either. Oh, she just was in shock. She was in shock. Mm. Um, the doors closed and a couple of feet down, the lift went down. It, the whole lot went down and everyone in the lift you know, passed. Oh, that just gives me so it was that does. Obvious that she wasn't meant to go in. Mm. But but yes, you think, well, if she didn't yeah. see it on the other people, none of them were meant to get out either. So that, that's what I mean. I'm mm. like, is this stuff all prearranged? Is this, you know, the way that we're meant to go? Are our, our angels lining stuff up for us? <laughs> what a thought. Well, and that's it, isn't it? I, I do think about, I used to be afraid of death. I used to be really afraid of death and yeah. it used to create a lot of anxiety for me, not just my own death, but the death of, of the people around me. Yeah. And I think it is a fear that a lot of people have. But when I do find that there is comfort with the thought or with that sense that maybe we do choose, maybe there is this pre, like you said, pre-ordained, like we already know it's going to happen. Mm. And there's, yeah, that's a really good thing too. And you see how... People have said to me, like when I've been doing um, my evenings with spirit, the intimate ones especially, when you have a chance to chat to people afterwards, um, and they say, you know, my son said to me that he felt that it was his time or his time was coming, and it was an accident, it wasn't deliberate or anything like that, um, or he might have passed, you know, with some sort of medical issue or something. So um, sometimes people do feel it's their time yes I, I remember I had this beautiful neighbor that I grew up with we called him Uncle Jim mm. and I remember my dad always saying you know he always just had this feeling that he, and and my I called him Uncle Jim but he did too he had a feeling that he would wouldn't live long right. and so whenever that song plays only the good die young yeah I always think of that because he did pass very quickly and very suddenly in his 50s uh, this is oh gosh we're going back probably 20 years now but mm. he he I, I do feel he knew that he wasn't going to live for a long time and you mm. do hear those stories where people say that and even very young like like you said if someone says their son or their child the they yeah. tend to know well when we come in from spirit world we we do have all of our memories and things wiped so that we don't remember um, otherwise it would be pretty difficult to stay because you know remembering how beautiful and peaceful and everything it is over there <laughs> you want to go back yeah, yeah. I've got to come here and do my lessons sure you know but this is um, why they say you know they, they drink from the river of forgetfulness and so when they um, they come through, they're not going to remember. But I'm sure that certain pieces stay, that there's certain pieces sort of stick in your mind. And um, and that's one of them, you know, like knowing, having a knowing that I'm, I'm not going to live past, you know, 50 or whatever. Uh, that's a knowing. I remember my pop telling me this when he was, he was in his 80s when he passed. But I remember a couple of weeks before I'd gone to see him and he said to me, sweetheart, I don't have long left. Mm. Uh, and because at that stage I was extremely afraid and I loved him and I didn't want him to go, I got really angry right. and said, don't talk to me like that. Don't yeah. ever say anything like that. You're never going to die. And I was, I think I was only about 20 at the time as uh. well. So it was very traumatic for me. And then when he 
did pass and he knew he, he knew for those weeks yeah. uh, I remember talking to him on the phone and saying can I come visit you and he said no sweetie you, you just stay where you are I'm totally fine mm. because he in that moment was trying to protect me yeah. because I, w- I told him I didn't want him to tell me he was going uh, and I, now if somebody says that to me and I've had people now say I, I think my time's getting close yes. it's such I w- like that was a blessing to have that lesson then so now I say tell me about that what does that feel like are you okay have you seen anything mm. because often people have told me that they've you know they've been dreaming of their parents or people that yes. have passed and things yeah. like that yeah absolutely and I remember doing a reading for a lady ages ago now and she said um, she hadn't spoken to her mum for a really long time and we had the reading and I said, look, you know, I really feel like you need to make contact with your mother. Like I urged her to, to do that. And she said, why do you think she's going to go? And I said, well, I can't tell you for sure because, you know, it's between them and God. But I just get in this really strong urge that you should contact your mum. Anyway, she, she messaged me a couple of months later and said, I really appreciate you being honest with me because my mother did pass three weeks after I got into contact with her. And I had that three weeks we had that time to heal old wounds and get to know each other again. And, and I think it's, even though people don't want to talk about this stuff, I think it's really important to yes. understand that we're all going to go. We are. And that whole <laughs> thing about when your ever. time's up, your time's up. Yeah. That we don't, we are on borrowed time. It does feel like that a lot of the time because it's, that's the one truth about life, isn't it? That there's death. And taxes. And taxes. <laughs> Gosh, it would be great to not have taxes. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> But what you were saying before about, you know, having that prior knowledge and then being able to use that time um, wisely, you know, without feeling, I mean, you're going to feel the loss. You know that. You know that. And it, and to be honest, I think sometimes when you know someone's going to pass because they have an illness, it gives you time to grieve even before they go, do you know? But it's when it's sudden and out of the blue and when they are quite young, it can be such a shock. Um, but... When people have that insight and knowing that oh, maybe I don't have a lot of time left, you know, don't dismiss them, don't uh, ignore them, and and don't waste time. I say that people don't waste time. That's that's the one thing that spirit are very very adamant about when I'm doing readings. It's like time is so very precious on this planet. Do not waste time. Yes, time is the gift itself. Yeah. Mm. It certainly is. Did you kiss go- I just got massive goosebumps when I said that, so it's I think beautiful. my guides are agreeing. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> you wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> no. But the other the other side of this, I suppose, is fear. We should sort of speak a little bit about fear, because I know a lot of people fear death, and um, they, they fear um, the unknown, okay? And they fear leaving people behind, um, and... I can reassure everyone that from the, the spirits that I've spoken to, I've been doing this for a very long time, over 40 years, I've never had a spirit from Spirit World tell me that they aren't happy. That they, they may not agree with what people are doing on this side, you know, particularly when they're hurting other family members and things like that. There's been warnings given for sure. Mm. But they've never said, I'm unhappy or I don't feel content. And, and a lot of the time I get it's a beautiful place. And well, and, the, and even though I've been doing it for a lot of a shorter time, I've had that same experience where people will tell me what they're doing over there, which I think we should definitely do a podcast on that as well. Yes, we'll do a video. absolutely. Talk about the experiences that people have shared with us that they've had over the other side. I think that would be actually quite comforting to a lot of people as well. Um, and yeah, look, 
majority, the majority of the um, spirit contact readings that I do, people say, are they okay? Are they happy? Are they pleased with what... Did they like their funeral? You know, these are the sorts of questions that come out a lot. Uh, do, they, do they like their headstone? They don't hang around the graveyard, guys. <laughs> they don't. You know, like, they're just looking at your life and, and um, being there with you in, in the sense of um, support and, and unconditional love and, you know, trying to help you through and... I think it must be really difficult to watch. I know that if I was watching my children grieve me, I would be pretty heartbroken on the other side to think that they were going through that grief. Definitely. Um, and I have heard before, and I don't condone this actually, but I have heard before that sometimes people's grief is so deep and so long that it holds the spirit back. I don't actually completely believe in that because I believe we are all autonomous and we're all sovereign and we have our own um, you know, sole purpose in life, and so we don't necessarily have to be held back by someone else's needs or wants. Um, however, if you do love that person and you are looking at them grieve and, and suffer, then I would say it has an impact on the person who's passed and how quickly they can heal on the other side. Mm. Which which brings up, I, I guess, too. That's that anxiety, isn't it, with, with, that comes with the passing of someone but also the anxiety of that fear of death like we were talking about before so trying to overcome that so when you do recognize that when your time's up it's up it's okay it's not a it's not it's not really the end it's just the beginning no exactly and there's so many people that I've sat with that have had very peaceful passings and it's been quite beautiful and not and I can honestly say I've always seen a smile on their face you know, just at that moment, or they've, they've spoken the name of someone that has already passed over. Um, I remember when my darling mum was going, and um, she had cancer, and she had a slow passing. Um, and uh, she, uh, she was in the, in the middle of the night, she was saying, you know, uh, my dad, his name was Ron, and, uh, and, and he'd passed 10, 15 years before her, and... <laughs> And she was yelling at him, Ron, get off my bed. You're sitting on my legs. Get off my bed. Oh, so, funny. <laughs> some people would say it was the morphine. But <laughs> I believe knew. that she actually, because she was really psychic, my mother, you know, and uh, and I think she knew that he was in the bed there waiting waiting for her to be ready to go across. You know, he was waiting for her. <laughs> um, and she was just yelling at him like she used to do in life, you know. That's so seemed funny. Yeah. I could imagine the family all saying the same thing. Yeah, go away, Dad. Yeah, Leave her alone. <laughs> Yeah, just let it be. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was an interesting thing. And from a personal point of view, you know, we had our family around us. Um, one of my brothers who couldn't cope with her passing, um, he was um, not there. Uh, mm. But it was so interesting how every one of us was in the room except for him because he couldn't cope with the passing. He had left earlier that day he'd been there for a long time he'd left her earlier that day and I think she waited until he left because she did not want him to go through the the trauma of watching her take her last breath you know whereas her the rest of her children were all around her how amazing that even mm. in that moment that it, you you become so selfless you know to choose for the family and we've spoken about your mum before she was a very selfless human yeah definitely um, he's since gone over my my brother and um, was so fascinating because I was in the, um, the hospital room with him and uh, yes he had a lot of morphine on board he was also suffering from cancer but he said um, that he could see mum and Gary my other brother he was saying that he could see them in the room 
um, and he was talking about them quite a bit. So wow, um, that was another sort of thing. Uh, it doesn't surprise me with our family, but you know, <laughs> it was just very comforting, and I could feel them in the room as well. Um, it's very comforting to know that your loved ones will come for you when it is your time, uh, and that there's someone on the other side ready to catch you, so you're not going through the tunnel on your own. You yes. Know? Oh, that's beautiful. They are great, great stories. Mm. I've really enjoyed this podcast I think it's really amazing topic to be talking about well yes don't be scared guys don't be scared okay it's it's something that has to happen to all of us I think it's it's really important to be aware um, that we are all going to go at some point but it's the, our attitude it's the way we look at things and and definitely when your numbers up it's up, <laughs> it's up. <laughs> thanks for listening and also watching for those that are watching on youtube to the divine style podcast we look forward to bringing you more episodes uh we'll talk again soon Thanks for listening to The Divine Style with Jalinda Stella and Alison Maiden. You can ask questions or find out more at jalinda.com.au or alisonmaiden.com.